everybody, what's up, y'all? This is RJ Dupree. This is episode number five of The Dupe Show. We're up to five episodes now. Thank you, everybody, for joining us through episodes one through four. We're up to five. And five's going to be a big episode. I mean, we had a big trade in the NFL yesterday. We've got the NFL Draft coming up tomorrow, this weekend. I wanted to go to Vegas and be there for the NFL Draft this week, but Corona Geddon has slowed us down, which is going to be a show in itself tomorrow night, first round of the NFL Draft being done via communications only. So it'll be a uh, sight to see on how all that stuff plays out. And not to mention, I just love the NFL Draft anyway. I love it. Watching all the kids and their dreams come true. These young men get to do their thing. Work their whole life for this moment. And uh, it's cool to see that happen. It's cool to figure out, try to figure out what the teams are going to do. It's cool to try to rank the players. It's, it's fun to be able to try to play GM and see who they're going to pick. I mean, I love all the aspects of the NFL draft. It is a blast for me to get all nerded out. Sit back on the couch and watch it all night long. But first, yesterday's big trade, as we all know by now, Ron Gronkowski, Gronk, he calls New England and says, you know, uh, if y'all want to get something out of me, an old retired player, call Tampa. I want to go play in Tampa Bay. New England says, okay. We'll see if we can trade you. New England gets a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick to trade Gronk, a retired player. Getting something out of kind of sort of nothing. Fourth-round pick, seventh-round pick to New England. Gronk to Tampa Bay to join Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Which really, I'm kind of excited about that. I I LOL'd this idea first a couple of weeks ago when I heard about it from my good friend Brian Smith he said this was going to happen and I LOL'd him I was like whatever that's dumb it's like this is silly but the more I think about it the more I love it Gronk's a beast y'all he's a beast he can change some games now you got a game plan for this cat if he comes in revived and his feet are working he's got his feet underneath him he's still got those balanced hips he can wreck some football games I'm actually more excited about the addition of Gronk to Tampa Bay than I am about the addition of Brady by himself. Brady by himself, to me, is a 42-year-old quarterback. I'm not excited about that. But, of course, his chemistry and his camaraderie with Gronk, and Gronk's a freak, now I'm excited. And, of course, we'll still keep an eye on Brady. I mean, he... 42 in Brady years, I get it, is about 37, 36. But that's still no young spring chicken when it comes to being an NFL quarterback. Brady years, 37. Real life, 42. I'm not that excited about Brady. And yes, he's the GOAT. Love the dude. But I'm not that excited to see him in Tampa until Gronk showed up. Now I'm excited. We'll see what happens down there in Tampa Bay. By the way, their first pick, 14th pick in the first round draft. 
They've got pick number 14. Could do a lot of things there with pick number 14. Of course, they uh, they need to sure up that offensive line. That's probably what... That's probably the direction I see him going, taking an offensive lineman there. Possibly a guy like Mikai Becton from Louisville. And we'll talk a little bit more about him in a little bit. Real quick, I had a love story this week. You know, this is the Dupe Show, the show about sports and whatever. So we could talk about whatever. I had a little love story happened this week at the store. Real quick. I'm at the store. It's pretty ladies across the aisle, across the produce section, which I've never in. I'm actually in the produce section for once in my life buying some, like, vegetables or something. So Corona Geddon, you know, does have its pros. I'm trying to learn how to buy vegetables. But anyway, I see her across the way. She looks kind of pretty, but she's wearing a Corona mask, whatever. A little while later, she comes strolling by a couple of aisles over. Wow, she is pretty. Hello, how are you? She says, hello, how are you? Good, how are you? We exchange friendly hellos. See you later. Blah, blah, blah. So we go cash out, and it's about the same time. She's in aisle four. I'm in aisle three, whatever. So we're going to leave, and as we leave, she's outside there, like, playing with the red box. And I was like, just go home and watch Ozarks. You don't need any of that. Just watch Ozarks. You'll lose some sleep, but you'll love it. And boom, I roll out to my car. We go to the parking lot. She's out to her car, which is about three three parking spots away. She drops her water. Her box of water bottles are now rolling all over the parking lot. So I run inside. I get her some extra sacks. Go over there. Hand her the extra sacks. And at this time, she has her Corona Geddon mask is taken off. And holy moly, this chick was gorgeous. Like Hollywood hot, smoking hot. And I knew she was pretty earlier. I mean, I saw her pretty eyes. I saw she had her hair fixed up. She had nice nice nails. Takes care of herself. And the shape of her uh the shape of her yoga pants were pretty much absolutely perfect. So I knew she had everything going on, but without the mask, I had no idea she was Hollywood hot. And I guess it intimidated me, scared the crap out of me because I I gave her the gave her the sacks and I rolled out. I was like, oh, "Okay, yes, see you later." And that was the last we talked. And then as we leave the store, we're both facing north. She goes right. I go left. And that's it. I figure that's it. I go to the stoplight after taking another left. And there she goes in front of me. So that means when she took off out of the store, she went right, right down the alley behind the store, and then another right on the main road. So when she gets in front of me, then she takes another left and another right. While I'm just sitting at the light, waiting to turn right and go in a different direction. But it kind of hurt my feelings. I was like, man, she took, she did all that zigzagging probably just to make sure I wasn't following her. When she ended up right smack in front of me and I could have followed her anyway. But that's it. That's my love story. That's how, that's how things roll in Dupe's world. But as I drove home, I was like, man, you know what? I am getting a little better at talking to these pretty chicks. But I forgot to mention my name and stuff. So I'm going to have to work on that. We're still working on it. We're still working on the game. And that's my love story from me, Do. You know what else I love? I love the NFL Draft. I mentioned that earlier. NFL Draft this weekend. I'm so excited. So excited, y'all. 
In the past, I'd like to have like a top 10, top 10 best available type list, which is fun because you just put down 10 of your favorite players, basically, and you can rank them any way you want. And then they get drafted in totally different order based on needs of teams and, and their scouting perspectives and all that. And it's fun to see like where your best top 10 go. And in the past, I've done that. I had a blast with it. I remember two years ago, Saquon Barkley was like my number one on the list, and he's probably my number one all-time can't-miss pick. Like, you have to draft Saquon Barkley if you get a chance. Of course, Baker Mayfield went first in that draft. When the Cleveland Browns had the first pick and the fourth pick, maybe possibly could have got Saquon and Baker Mayfield. But instead, they ended up with Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward was 10th on my list that year. But Saquon, my all-time favorite number one. This year, I got a list of 10 people, folks. We'll go down the list real quick, then we'll talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Number one, Chase Young, the edge defender from Ohio State. This dude's a beast. He wrecked some games, folks. Number two, Joe Burrow. Number three, Tua Tagovailoa. Number four, C.D. Lamb. Number five, Henry Ruggs. Number six, Jerry Judy. Number seven, Jeff Okuda. Number eight, Derek Brown. Number nine, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Why can I not say that? His name's Isaiah. Isaiah Simmons is his name. Number 10 is Justin Jefferson. Now you'll see I threw Jefferson in there when he's not in very many number 10s, but he is climbing, and he is in everyone's top 15, top 20. But I like the dude. Number 10, Justin Jefferson. I think the wide receivers in this draft is freakish. I mean, that's the obvious thing to point out in the draft. That's what they've been saying for months now, that the wide receivers coming up in this draft is going to be good. I've got four in my top ten. Absolutely freakish. And I think C.D. Lamb, I raised him all the way up to number four. People will get on me because I'm a homer, and I'm, this could be a homer pick. Yeah, that's right. I've seen this guy play every week, every week for the last three years. I've been at, been at a lot of the games, and it took me two weeks to go, this dude is better than anybody I've seen on this field in 25 years. Just took me a couple weeks to see that. CeeDee Lamb is a freak. He's a game changer. And I've got him listed as my fourth best available player in this year's draft. Chase Young, obviously, at number one, he wrecks games. I think I remember in the last podcast I talked a little bit how I'm a big fan of defensive guys that can just destroy games. You have to account for this guy. You have to systematically, schematically account for this person or you're going to lose. Chase Young is almost up there with the two guys I mentioned last podcast, Dominican Sue and Von Miller. I mean, he's that good. He is the elite of the elite on the very top of the pyramid, the point of the pyramid with those cats. They absolutely wreck college football games. I'm a big fan of it. Number two, Joe Burrow. He's only had one big year, they say. Let's not forget this dude graduated from Ohio State in three years. He goes to LSU, plays a couple years, and the first year wasn't terrible, and then the second one, he wins a Heisman Trophy, wins a national championship, and has to change his, and has to change his name to Cajun Burrow because the people love him so much. And he, get his, and he gets his master's degree while he's there. I'm a fan of this guy. And then the 50 touchdowns and seven interceptions or whatever it was. I don't uh, remember his exact numbers, but 
I remember they were right there, Sam Bradfordish, fantastic. And it, when you watch the guy play, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Very, very solid. I have no problem putting him at number two on my top ten. Number three, Tua Tagovailoa. Of course, he's rocked everybody's world in Alabama. He's had a lot of injuries. Busted up both ankles, had surgery on both. Busted up his hip. Had a massive surgery on that. He's got it rocking. Now, I, I didn't think I would put Tua Tagovailoa this high. I put him at number three. But as I watch Tua, and I do some research over Tua, he's a bad dude. You know, a lot of the people on NFL Network or ESPN comparing him to like a left-handed Drew Brees. And at first I thought that was crazy, but the more I watch him, it fits. The only thing different is the ball spin in a different direction. This kid is really, 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 really good. He's got two, two seasons that are ranked higher than any of the college quarterbacks throughout history. Like, this guy is really, really good. I have no problem putting him at number three. Number four was C.D. Lamb. I talked about him earlier. First time I saw him, he's a freak. He just makes freak catch after freak catch after freak catch. And I think he might be this year's can't-pass-up draft pick. Like, if you need a receiver and C.D. Lamb is on the board, you pick him. This dude is going to make a difference in your football game. Number five was Henry Ruggs. Now, I put C.D. and Henry Ruggs above Jerry Judy, which some people probably give me a hard time over that. Who cares? These guys are all fantastic. Pick whoever you want. But the reason I did this, Henry Ruggs ran that 4.27 40-yard dash at the combine. Now, everybody compares him to Tyreek Hill, blah, blah, blah. Now, if he is remotely close to what Tyreek Hill has provided for the Kansas City Chiefs, then I have no problems putting Henry Ruggs in number five as my best player, overall players available. Tyreek Hill has changed the game of football, y'all. I mean, the way he's taking the top off for these spread offenses and blowing it up, you have to account for that. If Henry Ruggs can get anywhere close to what Tyreek's done, no problem putting him above Jerry Judy, number five, best available pick. Number six, Jerry Judy. Fantastic player. When I compare these two, I kind of think Julio Jones or Tyreek Hill. Which one would you rather have? I love me some Julio Jones. Jerry Judy could grow up and be Julio Jones. But Tyreek Hill is a game changer. So that's why I put Henry Ruggs above Jerry Judy. Number seven, Jeff Okuda. Cornerback, first cornerback taken. Corner, not quarter. First defensive back taken. And uh, a lot of drafts, mock drafts that I see actually have him going possibly third to Detroit. So he could be the third player off the board. I have him listed here at number seven for the seventh best player available. He could go as high as three to Detroit, possibly four to the Giants. The fourth pick by the Giants, they could take a lot of things. And in the mock drafts, they've taken everything. Anything from Okuda to Jer to Jedrick Willis, the offensive lineman, to C.D. Lamb. So that'll be a fun pick to keep an eye on. Number four, the Giants. Who the heck are they going to take? Jeff Okuda is the corner from Ohio State. A couple solid years for the Buckeyes. Just 
another one of the Buckeyes' corners that's fantastic and going to be a high draft pick. Number eight, Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn. I love this dude. He can wreck some games from the defensive line. And another thing I like about this dude, he wears number five. Anytime I see a big old giant defensive lineman wearing a single-digit number, I'm automatically a fan. And they're kind of crazy. I mean, they do that to show the world I'm kind of crazy and I'm here to wreck. I'm here to be a wrecking ball. And that's what Derrick Brown does. Big run stopper. Gets a few sacks here and there. The dude is a fantastic defensive lineman. And number nine, Isaiah Simmons. He's a defensive back for Clemson. They've got him listed as an outside linebacker. Isaiah 6'4", 238. He's one of those tweeners. And growing up watching the Sooners, we all know about those tweeners. Eric Stryker, Obo Okoronko, some of our favorites. Isaiah is that tweener, but he's better. He can play corner. He can line up a free safety, which personally, if I was running the show in the NFL and I had Isaiah Simmons on my team, he's playing free safety. That's where I would have him. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this guy goes because he is one of the top 10 players available. Uh, I've seen him a lot of places, a lot of places in the mock draft, including as high as seventh pick to Carolina. And uh, obviously, I'm a fan of him. Uh, I'm a fan of Venables. I'm a fan of the way Venables used Isaiah Simmons, moved him all over the field where he could make some plays. This guy got sacks. This guy got interceptions. Fantastic player for Clemson. And I hope to see he crushes it in the NFL. Number 10, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. This dude had like 17 touchdowns this year. That's a bunch. Some I saw a scout on the NFL Network this week. Talk about Justin Jefferson, and he said he was one of the best receivers he had seen. This dude scouted for years upon years upon years in the NFL, and this guy loved Justin Jefferson, as do I. He's fantastic. He's only the fourth-ranked wide receiver in this draft, but I have him at number 10 overall. Some honorable mention for my top 10. I wanted to find some offensive linemen to put in my top 10, but I just couldn't. I love the guys I have. Uh, I wanted to sneak Justin Jefferson in there, so I couldn't find the room to get me some true offensive lineman hogs in my top 10. But they always make my honorable mention. Jedrick Willis Jr. out of Alabama. They Some, some mock drafts have him going super, super, super high. Uh, possibly number four to the Giants. Could be the fourth player picked. Jabrick Willis Jr. And personally, he's kind of my second favorite tackle behind Andrew Thomas of Georgia. Both these guys are fantastic. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. Uh, Jedrick Willis, I believe, had to play right tackle, but if you do your math, at Alabama, they had a left-handed quarterback. So, coaches might have had their best offensive lineman at right tackle instead of left tackle, which is what you more commonly see. So, Jedrick Willis Jr. and Andrew Thomas, the two first tackles that will probably be taken. Uh, Tristan Wirfs of Iowa. This dude's a fantastic player. 
He'll be uh, possibly a first-round pick for the Hawkeyes. And Mekhi Beckton, I mentioned him earlier, the kid out of Louisville. This dude uh, had a negative drug test at the Combine, so he might slip. This guy is a fantastic offensive lineman. Could be a top 8, top 10 type of player, but he could slip a little bit because of that drug test. And if he slips, if he slips all the way to 14, I look for Tampa Bay to jump on that opportunity. Mekhi Becton from Louisville could be finding himself protecting the 42-year-old quarterback in Tampa Bay. And a, and a center. Show the center some love. Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Uh, this kid could go in the first round. It's not every day you get to see the centers go in the first round. Fantastic player out of Michigan. Uh, he may not fall below the 18th pick where Miami needs some offensive line help. On the edge, I love this edge. Like, if I could be anything in the world, if the man upstairs asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up, I'm going to build you perfectly to do that. I, I would tell him I want to be a defensive end in the NFL. I mean, it just fits my brain. I love it. Watching these big, lanky dudes just wreck people's world, that would be fantastic for me. But unfortunately, I'm six foot nothing, built like a ping pong player. So here's some edge guys that I like. Calavion Chason out of LSU, he's probably going to be the top one drafted. Obviously, he's really, 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 really good. We saw enough of him at the Peach Bowl. That dude's fantastic. But another one of my favorites, Yatur Gross Matos out of Penn State. He may not be the next one ranked, but I love this kid. 6'5", 266. He looks the part. Big, heavy, strong, long and lanky. He could play some defensive end. And he moves a little bit more agile than some of the others. Like, you can see the feet underneath him. Like, his feet are fantastic. He's still learning the position. He's played for two years at Penn State. Actually, kind of wrecked the Big Ten two years ago and then slowed down a little bit this year. And uh, he's ranked fairly low at the bottom of the first round, like 25 through 30. But I think this guy's fantastic. And if he drops all the way to 31 in Indianapolis... This Indianapolis defense is going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Some sleepers for the defensive backs. I love C.J. Henderson. This kid's been a fantastic corner for the Florida Gators for several years. Uh, he could actually go top 10. Atlanta is sitting there at number 8, and they need defensive backs. Okuda's probably obviously going to be gone. Simmons probably obviously going to be gone. C.J. Henderson might be next up. Could go as high as number eight to the Falcons. Jalen Johnson, this is going to be a fun kid to watch. He's out of Utah. Helped put the Utah Utes on the map as they made their run the last couple of years. Uh, he's been a fantastic corner for the Utes. Uh, look for him to go no lower than 22 where the Minnesota Vikings need some help on the secondary. Uh, let's see. Locally, we have Kenneth Murray. Of course, he's going to be selected in the first round. A lot of mock drafts have him going 28th to the Baltimore Ravens. And, of course, with my man crush that I have on the Ravens, they keep selecting OU guys along with Lamar Jackson, who I had a man crush on years ago in, high, in college. Uh, if they get Kenneth Murray, I may have to go get me a stinking Ravens pullover and help support those guys. 
Uh, he'll be the second middle linebacker chosen. Patrick Queen will be the first middle linebacker. He's a he'll he'll be running a little bit ahead of Kenneth Murray, of course. Patrick Queen from LSU. It's going to be uh, fun to watch this. This first round is stacked, packed full of the big boys in college football. Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, OU. You know, it's, it, I always talk about status. You know, anyone can sneak up there and win a championship. But to change your status, it is very, very difficult to do. And it's becoming more and more difficult to do, especially as these guys can just transfer from one big boy school to the other. Um, it's going to be more and more difficult for these college football teams to change status. Like the big boys are going to be the big boys and the peons are going to be the peons. No matter who sneaks in there and wins a conference championship or a national championship even. Well, this first round is going to be stacked full of the big boys. Helping the big boys to stay the big boys. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll take a look at some other quarterbacks here. We got Tua and Burrow, of course, the top tier. Second tier, we're going to have Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. Now here, I like Justin Herbert. He's good. I think he's going to be a solid NFL quarterback. But I think taking Herbert or Jordan Love in the first round, these two guys, these are these guys are overvalued. Um, I think they could be good players, but I think you can get good players later in the draft as well. I think the real draft from the quarterbacks are going to come in that third tier, leading off with Jalen Hurts, Jake Fromm. Jake from State Farm. Ha <laughs> ha. And Jacob Eason from Washington. And uh, the young man from Washington State, which his name escapes me. I think that's where the value is in the quarterbacks. That third tier. And, of course, Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I mean, I know I'm totally sounding home or loving all these OU dudes, but, hey, they're ready. C.D. Lamb's going to be a star. And I think Jalen Hurts can play at the NFL. This dude's competitive spirit is like none, is like none other. I mean, he, he competes like Michael Jordan as we're watching The Last Dance. I mean, he has that rare gene. And he loves contact. He loves to be strong. He wants to play like Cam Newton back when Cam Newton had a pair and was tough. And hopefully Jalen Hurts will stay tough for a long time and continue to want to play like that because he's going to need it. He's only 6'1", 222. He's not blessed with the LeBron James body that Cam Newton was. But he is blessed with some incredible, incredible strength and willpower and, and just that competitive spirit. So I'm rooting for him to do well. And he could lead that third tier in the second round. He'll get drafted somewhere in the second round, possibly to a team like New England or the Los Angeles Chargers. Those are some teams that will probably be looking for quarterbacks about the time Jalen Hurts goes. And I really, I can't find a, just a sure pick, can't pass up type of player. In the past, I had Saquon. I thought if you passed on Saquon, you're drunk. I thought if you passed on Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, you're drunk. Uh, and those guys don't come along every year, you know. I mean, this is a great, solid draft. I would... Possibly say C.D. Lamb might be that guy for me. But I don't put him up there with the Deshaun Watsons and the Saquon Barkleys of the world.
I can't wait. The draft's going to be tomorrow night starting off with the first pick. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Washington Redskins will be number two. Of course, everybody knows probably what they're going to do. Cincinnati's going to take Joe Burrow. Washington's going to take Chase Young. And then the draft will be on. Uh, Miami, the Dolphins have three first-round picks this year. Uh, Of course, them stinking it up for the last few years, finally starting to pay off. They have three first-round picks, but they did trade all their team throughout last year, 2019, to get some of these picks. And uh, so they'll be loaded and ready to get better. Uh, They just paid Byron Scott a ton of money to play cornerback for him. They took him from Dallas. He was a free agent that Dallas uh, did not re-sign. He will now be a Miami Dolphin. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for the pre-draft notes. I'm ready. I love the NFL draft. I'm ready. I can't wait for it. I don't know how long I'll talk. Did I talk long enough? That's it. I talked long enough. That's it for episode number five on the Dupe Show. I am very, 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 very ready for the NFL draft starting tomorrow night. Hey, DJ, we got any music to end this thing or what? What are we doing here? DJ, you wait. There it is. Let's get out of here. Now we can end the show officially. This has been the Dude Show. I'm your host, RJ Dupree. I'm out of here.